0: First Timothy chapter number 3, I want to read verses 14 through 16. <clears throat> but these things write unto thee, hoping to come unto thee shortly. But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God. Which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Paul is writing to his young son in the ministry by the name of Timothy. Here in these verses I believe in one phrase Paul lays out the major theme of this whole book. It's found in verse 15 when he said that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God. If you notice that phrase that word know there means a practical working knowledge. It is not just an understanding uh, of the intellectual facts, but it's something that we have practiced in our life. We know it from experience if you will. Then he says in the phrase not only know it is practical knowledge, but he says how thou oughtest to behave. That word behave goes deeper than just our conduct. It speaks of a a pattern of life. When I was a young boy growing up, my maternal grandmother was my living, if you will, babysitter. Now she preferred my sister over me so every Easter and Christmas and every special occasion my grandmother would load us up and go down to a local store called Hamrick's, and she'd go over and pick out a big old piece of cloth and she'd get the cloth that she wanted and she'd walk over to these funny looking papers that had these little designs on them and she'd she'd pick out one of those and I come to find out that those little papers was called a pattern and she told me that she could take that cloth and lay it out and she could lay that pattern on that cloth and follow that pattern and she said if I follow that pattern just like it is she'd show me the picture on front of the pattern she said your sister I'll have a dress that looks just like this and every time she followed that pattern my sister wore a dress to a special occasion or church that looked just what Paul is saying to Timothy here is our life our behavior should be following a pattern the problem is we're following the wrong pattern, we're caught up in what the world thinks the pattern ought to be we're trying to impress the world we're trying to fit in to the world as God's people or we're following a man or we're following a philosophy and we're pattern our life but Paul wrote to Timothy and said thou ought to know how to behave how to pattern your life and that pattern of course is the Lord Jesus matter of fact God predestinated don't choke on that word it's a good Bible word but God predestinated before the world ever began that everybody that received Christ would be conformed into the image of his son I believe God meant for us now to start following the pattern. Timothy follow the pattern. You ought to know the pattern. You ought to follow the pattern. It is the pattern for our life. Then he uses this word I think changes everything about what we think. He says how to behave how to pattern your life in, in, he doesn't say at he says in the house of God. I believe he's speaking of our position. He gets real personal here. He's not just talking about somewhere that we attend now let me just stop and talk to you from when I was a pastor when I was a pastor we anointed this part called the sanctuary we prayed over it we set it aside we didn't have parties in here we didn't have games in here we didn't eat and fellowship in here it was set apart for him we didn't come make it about us we didn't entertain in here it was set apart and was for him when you come into this part I believe Now, I'm giving you my opinion. When you come into this part of the house of God, you ought to check yourself at the door there and leave all of that out there and come in only for Him. Everything you do in here ought to be for Him in or at the house of God. But Paul's talking. More than just a place that we attend, when He said, "In the house of God." Thank God, I'm not only at the house of God, but I'm in the house of God, baptized into His body. Hallelujah! And what Tim, what Paul is telling Timothy is, it is time to be the church, not just be at the church. We're caught up in a day where people think they've done God a favor because they're at the church for an hour on Sunday but he's not talking about you say should we be at the church every time the doors open I'm all for the local body of Christ I'm a member of a church I'm a supporting member of that church I believe every time you have an opportunity every time you're physically able you ought to be at the church but it goes more deeper than that you want me me to tell you why in this day in which we live we don't know how to behave at the house of God Because we don't know how to behave in the house of God, in the body of Christ. We're belonging to a church. We're being at a church. But Timothy, he says, I want you to be the church. And for a few minutes tonight, I want to preach on that thought. Be... The church. That word be is a present tense action word. You've got to do something. There has to be a meaning to it. There has to be a reason for it. And he lays it out here on be the church. See, I think you and I who are birthed into his body, who are part of his family, must, we have to be the church because of the master of the church. Look at what he says. You all just you ought to, he said that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God now I believe he could be talking about a building uh, but I think it goes deeper than that and he's talking about a body we ought to behave a certain way in the house let me just go ahead uh, and make some of you mad I think we ought to dress a certain way we ought to act a certain way we ought to talk a certain way I don't care what Kentucky did uh, at the football game uh, when I come to the house of God I like to fish but I ain't come to The house of God to hear about your fishing trip. I came here tonight to to hear about Him, to speak about Him, to sing about Him, and to worship Him. Not only because I'm at the church, but hallelujah, I'm in the church. Not only because it's a building, but it's a body, and you and I must be the church. It's a building but it's a body. What's what it says about this body, this building, this body. He said which is the church of <clears throat> that word of gives us the uh, the truth about the possessor of the church. Which is the church of hallelujah i'm glad the master possesses the church you know why he possesses it because he purchased it he bought it with his own blood i belong to him i have no recourse to be what god saved me and called me to be because he is my master i am his servant Don't like you to use this terminology today but I don't have any problem with saying he is my master and I am his slave because it's not bad to be a slave when you got the right master. If you got a master that loves you and takes care of you and looks out for you and protects you, hallelujah I'm glad to have my master. I don't have any problem telling you Jesus is my master. I don't have any problem submitting to him. I don't have any problem and you know, know he owns me. He runs my life. He has full authority over me. I love you. I want to get along with you. But if we have to part company, either I got to part with him or I got to part with you, I'm sorry. But he's my master. Well, if you don't like the way I do it, take it up with him. If you don't like the way I live it, take it up with him. If you don't like where I go, how I deliver it, how I live, take it up with him because he is my master he's the possessor he owns the church now we get an idea that we own the church but that ain't what Paul told Timothy you don't own the church he owns the church not only is he the possessor of the church he is the power of the church watch your Bible again he said the church of the possessor of the living God I'm glad I'm not serving some kind of philosophy, some kind of dogmatic doctrine that we came up with, but I'm serving a living, holy God. I'm not worshipping a statue. I'm not worshipping a bunch of bones wrapped up like a mummy. I'm not worshipping some graveside. I'm glad, hallelujah, I'm worshipping a God who's alive and well, and He's doing alright. You ask me how I know He lives. I, he lives within my Hard. You call him dead if you want to. The world can write him off if you want to. But there's somebody tonight a stirring up down on the inside of me. I'm alive because the living God is living on the inside of me. I'm being the church because my power comes from a living God. Power. I'm going to just go ahead and say this. We get around the altar, we get in the prayer closet, and we spend all our time praying for power. You ain't got to pray for power. You got God living down on the inside of you. You got more power than you know what to do with. You just need to appropriate the power of God that's in you. And I'm going to back it up with a verse. Now unto him that's able to do exceeding going way past abundantly going way past abundantly above all that you can ask or think a lot of guys stop right there but paul said according to the power that worketh in us in the church The church is not to be impotent. The church is not to be powerless. The church is not to be floundering around like a fish out of water. We are the powerful uh, people of God because we have God living down on the inside of us. He is the possessor of the church. He is the power of the church. Don't think it's in you. Don't think it's in me. I can't bring revival or salvation or joy or peace in a sermon and a brief. Case or in a thought but hallelujah I know one who can take the feeble effort of his servant drive it home to a heart and change your life with the power that he gave to the church told those early disciples you wait at Jerusalem until you be endued with power but it doesn't stop there from on high. He is the power of the church. Well, I just think the church is going to go under. Got good news for you. The church ain't a going under, honey. She's a going up. Glory to God, we're not on the losing side. We're on the winning side. When you look like a loser, you're still a winner. When you look like a winner, you're a winner. When you feel like a loser, guess what? You're still a winner because it is the church of the living God. That's why things at the church ought not be dead. That's why you ought not be dead in your life. That's why people, you come to church if you want to. Sit there like a knot on the log, look at me and frown uh, till your uh, uh, lip fall all the way down on your uh, shoulders. It ain't going to bother me. I made my mind up a long time ago that whether you like it or not, whether you worship or not, whether you enjoy it or not, I'm going to get everything I can get out of it. And every time I'm given an opportunity to, to say something, to stand behind a pulpit, I'm letting it all hang out if you will. I'm giving it everything I've got. And I'm enjoying it. When you don't enjoy the preaching. Don't worry about Brother Weaver. I'm enjoying it. Hallelujah. Because it's the church of the living God. I have no power but his power. And I have his power. I have all power. The master of the church. Not only do I see the master of the church, I say we ought to be the church because of the must Look at this next phrase in verse 15. He said, the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. (laughs) Now let me make a statement here. If there ought to be one place where people know, they ought to know, they ought to know that if you turn in off Pleasant Valley Way into the parking lot of Emmanuel Baptist Church and park and walk through them doors, you ain't necessarily going to get what you thought you was going to get. You ain't going to necessarily like everything you hear and it ain't going to line up with your little philosophy. But they ought to know we can go down there to Emmanuel Baptist Church and whether we like it or not, whether we want it or not, we're going to hear the truth. If anywhere that people ought to be able to get the truth, it ought to be at the house of God. It ought to be at the church of the living God. But I'm going to go a step farther. If they ought to be able to get the truth, they ought to be able to get it from you uh, as uh, part of the body, part of the bride, uh, part of the building. If they ask your opinion, you ought to warn them, I'm a Christian and I believe the Bible and you may not want to know mine because it might not line up. I lost a lot of friends, even some preacher friends because I tried to keep my big mouth shut and stay out of it and they messed up and said well, what do you think about it I said well they saw. Oh. See, I was going to let it slide and they said oh come on what do you think about it then got mad at me when I told him. <laughs> you ought not to ask me if you don't want the truth I mean, I admit that I've kind of got a brace of personality. Sometimes I might not say it as delicately as it could be said. You pray for me. I might not say it as soft as it could be said or as understanding and loving sometimes. But I promise you that as far as God will help me, if you ask me, I'm basing it on the truth. And I'm going to just look you eyeball to eyeball and tell you the truth. Because to be the church, they must know that they're going to get the truth. The truth from the church. They live in a world uh, that every time you turn on the TV or the radio, every time you listen to a commercial, a broadcast, a news report, every time you send those kids to a public school, every time some politician speaks, you get uh, double talk and sideway mouth language, and you get half-truths and full-fledged lies. Uh, But it ought not be at the church. We are the pillar and the ground of the truth. They ought to know when they ask a born again blood washed saved by grace through faith. Old time Bible believing Christian that we're going to give them the truth. We're not going to want, hold on because you got to give them the truth when it's my boy and you got to stand for the truth when it's your boy. When it's your grandson or granddaughter, it's just as wrong as when it's mine. It's just as wrong as when it's them who are out in the world. We are to stand with the truth. Let me get to my point. He said, The pillar. I'm saying that so I don't say it real country and say pillar. The pillar. The pillar. Not pillow like we looked at the other night, his sleep on, but pillar. A support beam. We are the support of the truth. Y'all to support it you ought to want it I'm going to just go ahead and tell you not anybody can be my pastor I just wouldn't be a member anywhere else I wouldn't be two Sundays in a church that wouldn't preach the truth if they wouldn't preach that hell was hot and heaven was sweet if they wouldn't preach the blood of Jesus still cleansing from all sin if they wouldn't preach the true pure unadulterated gospel of Jesus Christ I, I wouldn't probably last through the first service hallelujah I'd find me one my mama called me when she got a before she passed she got kind of where she couldn't go and she couldn't go far and she said there's no church around here that's worth going to she said what would you do if you there was no churches around it was worth going to I'd say drive as far as I had to drive I'd just uh, uh, buy a motel room stay overnight if I had to cause that's how important the church is in my life and that's how important it is for us who are in the church to be the church I need the truth I want the truth just look me eyeball to eyeball and give me the truth yeah it hurts but I'm gonna support the truth that's why I try to preach the Bible just like God wrote it. I don't try to make anything up I don't try to figure out all them deep dark maybes and couldbes and all of that I'm just trying to tell you the truth I'm just telling you what this book said if you don't like the way I'm doing it fine but if you're mad about what the book said take it up with him I I didn't write the truth I'm not the truth but I'm a pillar of the truth I'm just supporting the truth I'm for the truth I like the truth I love the truth I'm just going to support the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Be Good. the church. Good. Support the truth. Yeah. <laughs> then he said not only the pillar of the truth but the ground of the truth. I think he's talking about safeguarding the truth. The ground. is it. If you let me say it like this. It's ground zero around here. Right. You come in here we ain't watering it down. No. We're not compromising it. No. We're not going to mix it all with love till it all tastes good. It's ground zero right here. You don't get nothing here but the truth yeah it hurts yeah it rubs you wrong but I'm going to tell you this I don't care how loud he preaches I don't care how long he preaches he skinned back that old black back King James Bible and preached the truth he may run me to the altar but he won't run me to the house I don't like a liar I don't like being lied to I don't like being stabbed in the back manipulated conned. I like that man of God look right at you eyeball to eyeball and just tell you the truth Just tell you the truth. Jesus said, I am the truth. And we as the church ought to be the ground. We ought to safeguard the truth. We ought to stand with the truth. We ought to stay with the truth. I don't know about you, but I'm going to support and stay with the truth. That's why I don't need a new denomination. I don't need to recover from anything. I don't need a new dress code. I don't need to be able to do things that used to be a sin and live a good happy uh, fleshly life Uh, I don't need a new Bible I don't need a new Savior I like the one I got hallelujah I don't need nothing new I'm just going to stay with the truth it may seem outdated to some I'm staying with the truth it may seem too old fashioned to others I'm staying with the truth you know why you'll never be the church unless you're the supporter and the safeguarder stay with the truth you might go might be at a church but when you leave the truth you're not being the church I'll give you some. just throw this out we live in a day where they say now we gotta make it seeker sensitive that sounds good this ain't in this King James Bible we gotta get together and pull folks in show them this and show them that sounds good but Jesus Christ himself said i didn't come to bring peace i come to bring a sword i'm on to divide husband and wife and mother and father and children He said, you know why it's going to divide them? Because some's going to go that way and they're going to lean that way and they're going to go for entertainment and they're going to go for this watered-down evangelism. And this one, two, three, repeat after me prayer, but I tell you what I'm going to do by the good grace of God, I'm going to stand over here on the ground of the truth. Just be the supporter and the safeguarder of the truth if you want to know the truth ask Brother Weaver best he knows now I don't know it all but best I know I'll give you the truth just don't get mad at me when, you, when I do because I'm just being the church next time when I was pastoring I'll give it this way I was pastoring folks would come up to me now I'm real sensitive and big hearted and, you know real soft my members would come up to me and they'd say preacher you think it'd be alright Said say no I said, well, you didn't even let me finish. I said, if you got to ask me if it's right for you or not, you already know it's not right. Just stand on the truth. Just be a supporter and uh, uh, stay with. just stay with the truth. Always remember when you leave the truth. My son done it. I stood in the pulpit and by, did everything but call him by name. The men shouted and told me, said, we're glad uh, we got a pastor that'll preach the truth even when it's against his own boy. But when one of those men boy done it and I preached against it he quit and left the church you know what he quit being he quit being the church and he didn't do that teenage boy no good cause he told him you ain't gotta listen to nothing the preacher said when I went to church you didn't get to speak you didn't get to move you didn't you could sit uh, anywhere you wanted as long as it was in front of where you we didn't get my mama sat on about the third uh, we didn't get to sit behind the third pew Mm-mm. I leaned over one time to say something To the pastor's youngest son We were buddies I leaned over to say something one time And before I got my mouth open good My mom about pulled my left ear off Running me to the back And uh, tanning my hat She could only tan my hat My dad didn't even go to church He wasn't a spiritual man at all When we got home she said Your son was a talking in church There wasn't no need to try to explain I was worshiping or it. it. wasn't no need to try doing that my daddy didn't tan my hat He knocked a hat off me so bad When I went back at night I couldn't sit down You know what I didn't do I didn't talk no more in church Praise God But my pastor stood on the truth Whether you liked it or not Whether you wanted it or not When everybody else is going And folks are leaving You know what I'm going to do I'm going to stay with the truth Because I want to be the church I'll give you this when I'm finished we ought to be the church not, be, not just because the master of the church. I love my master. Not, because, not just because of the must of the church, the pillar and ground of the truth, but because of the message of the church. Now it's been watered down and compromised and it's been sidestepped and changed and brought low. But I'm going to give you, what Paul does here doesn't give a whole exegesis of the message of the gospel. But he gives us the highlights to Timothy here. We'll look at them. Here's the message of the church. What's verse number 16? He said, and without controversy, ain't even nobody denying it. Ain't nobody arguing or fussing about this part. That great is the mystery of godliness. How in the world can no account low down sinners that we were ever be godly? Well, a mystery, when you see that word mystery in the Bible, especially in the New Testament, what it is speaking of is something that has not been revealed but is now being revealed. So I'm going to make it real simple to understand this mystery of godliness. Mystery of godliness equals Jesus Christ. Christ. Because here's the message of the church. He said great, without controversy great is the mystery of godliness. Then he says God was manifest in the flesh. Justified in the spirit. What we have here is the revelation of Jesus Christ. God became a man. Jesus loved us so much. He would not sadly bide, let us go to hell though we deserved to go but he laid aside the diadems of deity, took off the robes of royalty, clothed himself in a body of flesh when I could not come to where he was. Hallelujah. He got up on the throne and came to me. We have a message to tell that Jesus Christ has come to seek and to save that which was lost. He didn't send an emissary. He didn't come in a spiritual form. He didn't sneak up on us like some ghost. Hallelujah. He came as a man to reach man. I heard it all my life growing up. The son of God became the son of man so the sons of men might become the sons of God. He is manifest. He is revealed. He is made known. God was made known to us in flesh. Up until then, God started out as the God way up in heaven. (laughs) Then he became the God over there on a hill. Then he became the God down at the house, the tabernacle, and the temple. But now, he's God in human form. He become God in human form, if you will. And now he's God in our hearts. Yes. Here's the message. Jesus was born of a virgin. Let me just throw this in. Nothing immaculate about the birth of Jesus. Right. Nothing immaculate about his birth. May rebirth Jesus just like women have been birthing children since Eve had her first boy. The immaculate part came under conception. Yes. Because God was manifest in the flesh. He wasn't manifest flesh. He wasn't manifest. Uh, he was as flesh. He was in flesh, but He's God. And God became a man. Then He says this here's the revelation justified in the spirit. Uh oh, justified. Justified. He had to be justified. Don't misunderstand the word. Let me put it this way. What Paul jumped from is he moved from God came in human form, lived and died, was buried and resurrected. And the morning he stepped out on resurrection morning, he was declared to be the Son of God by the resurrection of the dead, justified in the Spirit. He is revealing to us the true gospel of Jesus Christ that he came to man, that he came for man, he died for man, he was buried and rose again the third day. That's the message that we have to tell this world, the revelation of Jesus. But not only the revelation of Jesus, what's these next two phrases? He said, seen of angels preached unto the Gentiles. Now we have the message to tell them about the reach of Jesus seen of angels he can reach all the way to the heavens preached under the Gentiles now you might not know this Because we think a lot of ourselves now But in Bible days Gentiles were no better than wild dogs We had no covenant with God We had no house with God We had no emissary If you will with God We were hopeless And helpless And cut off We were the enemies of God We were the lowest of the low Gentiles The lowest of the low We were called heathen We were all of those things But thank God God when Jesus comes, The message now is uh, that no matter how high you are, uh, he can reach you. And no matter how low you are, you may be on the wrong side of the tracks, born on the poor white tracks side of town. You may be a drunkard or a harlot. You may be in prison. It doesn't matter how low you went; It's not too low for him. Hallelujah. He can come all the way to the lowest. Well, preacher, you don't know what i done. I don't have to know what you done I know what he did hallelujah I don't have to know who you are I know who he is he can reach way down he'll reach farther down than you'll ever be able to reach up he preached unto the Gentiles I'm glad hallelujah that his arm is not shortened that it cannot say no matter who you are no matter who you are talking to no matter how deep in sin they're not too far for the hand of the Lord Jesus to reach down and save them. Amen. Not too far for the Lord, praise God, from the highest heaven. I believe it was the psalmist David said, take the wings and ascend up into heaven. Thou art there. If I make my bed all the way down in the lowest hell, you there too. I got news for you. And he's everywhere in between. No matter where you at on the, uh, on the society rung of the ladder, no matter where you are on the center rung of the ladder, no matter how bad it looks, no matter how bad you've done, uh, no matter how bad you've been, not too bad for him, uh, not too far much for him, not too far away for him. You can come to him because he came for you. That's the message of the church The revelation of Jesus The reach of Jesus This and I'm finished What's these last two Believed on in the world Received Up in the glory Now we have Simply the receiving Or the reception Of Jesus Now I'm going to say something here Hang on buckle up I'm talking about in the New Testament. Nobody is told in the New Testament to accept Jesus. Nobody's told to accept him. Our message is not to tell the world to accept Jesus. Our message actually is that he will accept them. The message is that we tell them to receive Jesus. uh, He came unto his own and his own received him not. But to as many as received him to them... Gave you power to become the sons of God. Nobody in our New Testament, especially after Acts 2, ever got saved praying a prayer, asking Jesus into the heart. You know how they got saved? They got saved the same way everybody's always got saved give you an example. Acts chapter number 8, Ethiopian unit returning from the temple. He couldn't get in the temple, so he bought a scroll. He's riding back. He's reading Isaiah 53, and the Spirit of God comes on Philip and says, join yourself with him. Philip jumps up in the chariot and says, understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, is the prophet talking about himself, or is he speaking of another? Here's the church. Peter, I mean Philip, started at the same verse, opened his mouth. Well, I'm going to just live it in front of them. You ought to live it in front of them. But every chance you get, use words. Because Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached Jesus unto him. And the Ethiopian eunuch said, there's water. What hinders me to be baptized? Boy, you'll take a lot of flack on that from some of these guys. But let me clear it up right quick because if you keep the Bible simple, like I I can understand the simple. i tell you what kept the Ethiopian eunuch from being baptized. Same thing, keep you from being baptized and me from being baptized. you got to be saved first. got to, and Philip said, if you believe on Jesus Christ uh, you can be baptized and that Ethiopian unit didn't pray no prayers Uh, he didn't go through no Philippian jails he didn't go up he just said I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God and the next verse says they both went down in the water you know what it was Jesus was received Uh, you received Jesus by believing on him that Philippian jailer broke in said sirs what must I do to be saved Uh, he had broken the average Baptist church. I said, pray this prayer after me. But that ain't what Paul told him. Paul said, If thou shalt believe upon the name, if uh, thou shalt believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved. Uh, believed on in the world. Uh, received. Hallelujah. You just take him just like he is. Uh, you take him just like he's offered. Uh, you take him when he's offered. You receive him. See, accepting him makes it seem like you can think about it. Uh, I'll decide whether I uh, nah when he comes knocking and when he comes a convicting and when he comes drawing, you'll take him then uh, and believe on him or you'll go to hell without God. When he's a speaking, you'll move uh, or you'll be lost forever. Hallelujah. <laughs> Believed on in the world. He was received. Uh, I remember the morning I received him. I can't tell you what I prayed. Uh, I can't tell you what all I knew and didn't know. All I knew is I seen that Jesus loved me. I didn't ever feel like nobody really loved me I popped up out of that pew went to an old fashioned altar I took him no matter what he thought no matter what he said uh, no matter how it was I believed that my only hope I believed that my only love uh, I believed that my only life was in Jesus Christ and when you believe on him I saved 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 believed on in the world received then he's received up in the glory you imagine that the prince had been gone they throwed open the gates the angel stood at attention and the word come out straighten up the prince of glory is a coming He he blessed his disciples from the mount of olives he began to ascend into heaven and they stood there watching him as a cloud took him out of their sight In heaven he walked through the gate. He walked up and God the Father said, Son, sit down right here at my right hand until I make all of your enemies your footstool. He's alive and well and doing all right. He's only highly exalted. When they received him up in heaven, when Jesus came, do you know this? That he made himself nothing. Nothing. He poured himself completely out Made himself of no reputation Matter of fact Isaiah said That when we looked at him We saw no comeliness or beauty That we should desire him There wasn't nothing about him special looking That we should want him He emptied himself But when they received him back up in the glory The next time we see him And he's described Revelation 19 On his head Were many crowns they're probably flying around the crowning him now, still crowning him still crowning him. One of these days, he's Lord of Lords and King of Kings, but one of these days, uh, we're going to crown him Lord of Lords. We're not going to make him Lord of Lords and King of Kings. We're going to crown him. They'll cry across and say, bring forth the royal diadem uh, and we'll be there when they crown him. He was received up in the glory. In other words, the Father said, well done, my good and faithful servant. Well done, my son. Well done. That's the message that we have to the world. So I say this, our heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Be the church. Not just belong to it, not just be at it, but be the church. Pastor Yuka. Thanks to listeners like you, IBC has had over 100,000 views on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, subscribe today. And as always, thanks for listening.